Jim Beheim flames pit in public fashion, and Jeff Capel responds with much of little temperament at all. But Pitt's NCAA tournament position continues to go right up. Let's talk about it all today on this episode of Locked on Pit. You are Locked on Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Going on, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Last Home Pit Podcast, or daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. As always, I'm your host, Nick Fairball. Today's episode of the Last Home Pit Podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Push your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. All terms and conditions do apply. But I, w- I want to talk about Jimmy Beheim, um, man, <laughs> this gets crazy um, because we, we saw over the weekend on Saturday, Jim Beheim just scorched earth on Pitt, Wake Forest in Miami, um, saying that they bought a team, um, saying that basically Syracuse doesn't pay their players. Um, I have a lot of thoughts on this, um, lots of them. And, and let's just say this. This is very um, very encapsulate of the Jim Beheim era we're in. This is what you've grown to expect from Jim Beheim in this stage of his career. So, so let me throw up for you just kind of what he said here right on the screen. He said, this is an awful place we're in in college basketball. Pit by the team. Okay, fine. My big donor talks about it, but he doesn't give anyone any money. Nothing, not our guys. Our guys make like $20,000. Wake Forest bought a team. I bought a team. It's like, really, this is where we are. That's really where we are. And it's only going to get worse. I have a lot of, uh, a lot of problems with this statement. Um, first of all, the problem is that an IELTS thing or that people are paying their players. Um, that is very obvious. I think Wake Forest is paying their players. I think Miami clearly bought their players. Um, Nigel Paxson paid a massive amount of money. Um, and, and Pitt also is paying an NIL deal. Uh, if you think Pitt's not paying Nelly Cummings and Greg Daly and Blake Henson, even for the Federico NIL deals, you're naive. Everyone's getting paid NIL deals nowadays. It's legal. It's the landscape of college basketball. This is not my problem with this statement. But what my issue with this statement is from Jim Beheim is that it does three things, first of all. One, it, it, it criminalizes something that is legal and is, is just in place in college basketball right now. It undermines the efforts of Jeff Capel, Steve Forbes, Jim Laranaga, and all these other guys to build teams. Listen, this is a, a tool now that you have to have in your bag in the transfer portal, high school crew, and all of this. We all know this. Um, and so Steve Forbes, he's essentially coming out and then saying, you know, I don't pay anybody. Jeff Cape kind of said the same thing where he said, I haven't thought about NIL. We all know they are lying. All these players talk about NIL with these coaches. You have to talk about it. But Beheim's statement kind of undermines the value of scouting. It undermines the value of coaching. And it kind of undermines the value of the environment of your program. So that's kind of my problem with this is 
they criminalize is something that's not criminal. NIL is instinctively a part of college sports. It's part of college athletics. We need to understand this. And do you think Jim Beheim really isn't getting in on that? I mean, please, his biggest donor has brought rappers on private flights and has brought Jalen Hurts to games and all this stuff. Absolutely, Jim Beheim is paying his place. $20,000, probably more than that for some of these guys. I don't know the amount of money Pitt's paying any of their guys or Wake Forest is paying any of their guys. They're absolutely paying their guys. Doesn't mean they bought them. It doesn't mean that Nelly Cummings just came to Pitt just because of NIL money. I don't think Blake Henson just came to Pitt because of NIL money. Not the national pack go to Miami because of NIL money. You can argue that. But it undermines kind of this new era of college basketball that we have to live with. Because you bought a team doesn't mean you don't deserve credit for building that team. You still have to coach it. You still have to scout the right players. And especially in Pitt's case, it's a great kind of example of scouting. Get a sharpshooter in, in Elliott. Henson was a guy, really, but like no one wanted. He didn't play in two years. And Pitt gave him a chance, and he's turned to be one of the better players in the ACC. Fede Federico was dumped to the side by West Virginia. And now look at him. He's a very good ACC big man. Nelly Cummings was an undersized six-footer from Colgate. Good, good scouting. He wanted to come play for Pitt, and Jeff Cable obliged because he thought Nelly Cummings was a good player. And then we can even get into the further back, like Jamari's Burton. He's a reserve from Texas Tech. Uh, I mean, this is not a guy that lit up the stat sheet in the Big 12. But now he's here as potentially a, a first-team all-ACC guy. They had a little bit of luck, good scouting, and good coaching to get here. Yeah, they're paying their guys on IL deals and all that. But that's every coach right now. We need to stop acting like buying a team is a moniker for everybody that gets paid on IL deals. There's a difference between paying an NIL deal, a modest one that everyone else receives by the book, and buying a team. Straight up. And by saying that these other teams are buying other teams, you are undermining the blame that is placed on you, the coach. Syracuse has struggled in recent years. And why? Jim Beheim's zone's a little outdated. Not recruiting at as high of a level as he did. There's a lot of reasons why Syracuse isn't what they once were. And Jim Beheim needs to take responsibility for that fact. But he hasn't. And that's what irks me as much about this. Is that Jim Beheim is deflecting blame on what he has done at Syracuse and placing it on others and deflecting blame. You are undermining the job that these other ACC coaches had done. People and Steve Forbes, who took programs that were in the mud and brought them back up to relevancy by saying they bought, bought teams. Just because you are paying an NIL deal does not mean you are buying said team. Even when you do buy said team, there is a strategy that has to go into that. And that is what I think everyone overlooks when they talk about NIL deals. But it's a landscape thing now. Just accept it. People aren't buying players, though. It's not buying players that Syracuse can't get. You think Syracuse pot money doesn't have as much as Pitt or Wake Forest? Are you kidding me? 
Absolutely, they do. In fact, Pitt lost Judah Mintz to Syracuse. Are we supposed to believe that Syracuse doesn't at least have enough money to draw Judah Mintz away from Pitt? If Pitt had so much NIL money, wouldn't they have just bought Judah Mintz back? Not everything's NIL. And when they are NIL, not everything falls on the lap of NIL. And this is what Jim Behan is not realizing. He is not adapted to the universe of college sports. And the transfer portal is just as big as the thing is NIL. And sometimes they intertwine. But for Pitt and Wake Forest, how much does NIL really boom their, their kind of desires? I have questions on that. I have many questions on that. I want to keep talking about this a little bit with Jeff Capel's response. But first, folks, I'm going to let you know about LinkedIn Jobs. Because, folks, you can hire all the qualified candidates that you may want at LinkedIn Jobs. They bring you everything that you could potentially need. And as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that 2023 is all dependent on the success of the team members you surround yourself with. So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. And LinkedIn Jobs can hire those qualified candidates more efficiently by matching you with people who have the skills experience that you look for. It helps you attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with the targeting tools that they bring. And folks, there's over 875 million member profiles to put up so the post can get to all of them and admit to the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post it up for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. LinkedIn jobs, folks. Terms and conditions do apply to that. All right. Let, let's go back to talking about Jim Beheim and, and Jeff Capel uh, because this continues to get more and more interesting to me. Um, the more that we hear um, about this, um, Jeff Cable came out today and had the following comments um, about this situation. He said, I have no comment. I have no reaction to it. Everyone is entitled to their opinions on what they think. So I have no comment on anyone else's opinion. All right. But that's just the high road. Um, certainly. Um, um, they had a conversation, it appears like. Um, if you look at it, certainly. Um, that is something that really comes about it. Um, but when you look at Pitt as well, he says, and I quote, I don't talk to them about NIL. We never had a discussion about it. So there's two things about this. One, I really like the fact that Jeff Cable kind of strayed away from it. He didn't need to, to stoop to a level on um, you didn't have to flame anyone publicly. This is, just should be water under the bridge. Um, if this had been a press conference on the day of, I think it might be a little different. But I, I like the fact that Jeff Capel doesn't kind of go at it. There's no reason to really ignite it if you have kind of dealt with it privately and with Jim Behan in private. You don't have to share any of that. I do. Um, and Steve Forbes did this as well. Um, guys, it's time to acknowledge that NIL is a thing and, and just stop. I feel like it's the worst thing ever to happen in the world. I understand it's a little bit of Wild West action right now out there, but we are just, this is a baby still. Like, I don't think people realize how young NIL is still. And I think we need to accept that. Um, but we need to stop villainizing it. Um, the players absolutely deserve to be paid. 
in this. And, and you are kidding yourself if you didn't have NIL discussions with Blake Henson or Nelly Cummings or Greg Elliott or any of these guys at the time of their recruitment. Um, I think you had to have some, at least, minuscule um, discussions about it. And so I think we just need to wash away. Uh, this doesn't just drift people. I just think it's for everybody in college sports, reporters, whatever. Just wash away the stigma of NIL. Guys, it's, it's, it's what we're in now. It's not going to be this way for it. It's not going to be a Wild West action type of do what you can. This isn't what it is. And, and so when I look at it, complaining about NIL, complaining about what guys are doing, I'm not sure it helps anybody. What does it do to, for, for you to complain about NIL at this point? Like, we as we at Pitt, right, can complain about NIL and how you can't compete the big donor pool of a Texas A&M. Um, or if a college basketball, you can't compete with the pool, uh, the NIL pool of a Duke, right? You can't compete with the, the elite programs um, that have these big NIL pools. Well, yeah, but I think you kind of have to accept that at this point. And you're playing out kind of what years what the strategy is. And I think Jeff Cable is actually doing a great job of attacking the portal um, in kind of a, a way where, okay, they're not going after right, the Nigel Packs or, or the elite guys, but you're landing guys like Henson with upside. You're landing that you're using scouting and it's really quality scouting to kind of build a good team together. Um, you're actually still using it in the landscape of NIL going with, going at guys that aren't crazy out of your range. And then when you have them, that's when you pony them up. That's when they prove it because at Pitt, you're not, you're not a school that's going to put a, a super robust NIL package here. But really, they're kind of working well within the confines. I think that's one of the biggest pluses I'll tell you about Jeff Cable right now. I think his navigation of the transfer portal and the NIL uh, situations has been masterful. I, I think he's doing a great job of it. I don't think he's buying players. I think he's kind of just staying within Pitt's range and, and getting guys that make a lot of sense for Pitt kind of in this sphere. Um, it's in their territory um, to me to kind of uh, of land these guys. Um, and, and so landing a Henson, landing a Cubs, landing an Elliott, um, Burton, uh, like that's not crazy to me. Those are guys in their sphere. And they're not going to pay those guys an exorbitant amount of money. They're not buying those guys, for example. Um, and, and so I think that they're just doing a good job there. I think Steve Forbes is simply great scouting. Um, and he's getting game changers. And then when they're there, that's when they're starting to get their NIL money. But that's fine. Um, and NIL is completely legal at this point. So I think the NIL discussion, and really with Jim Beheim, is it's just a lack of accountability. It's rich coming from a guy who actually before NIL was legal had over 100 had over 100 wins vacated due to NCAA violations. And it's a gross acknowledgement of what is, is wrong with this anti-NIL stigma right now when people just need to kind of accept and adapt to the, to the change. Um, yes, we can curb it a little bit. Yes, it doesn't have to be this wild of a West. And I understand that with the tampering thing, but th that's not what happened here. These guys were in the portal, and these guys had, did it the right way. All of these guys from 
for Wake Forest and Pitt. They were in the portal. They had these discussions in the portal. There's nothing wrong with going into the portal and then discussing NIL deals in the portal. That's legal. That's clean. You're not tampering with anything. I think that's when it gets shady. I think the tampering part of it. But all these guys, they did it the right way. They were in the portal. Like even Nigel Pack, right? Okay, you got 500K, some cars and, and stuff from Miami. But he was in the portal. They didn't go and back and at Kansas State. Nigel Pack entered the portal and then got that offer. Like he did it the right way. So that's nothing wrong with this. And I just think Jim Beheim is deflecting blame here and the gross lack of accountability from a guy that should know better. And that's really kind of uh, my, my irking uh, with this. Um, but let's shift over now to Pitt's NCAA tournament odds. But first, folks, I want to let you know about Bill Barr because Bill Barr is in stars now. They're at Sam's Club, Walmart, whatever. You may want. You don't just have to order Bill Barr online anymore. So folks, they're coming right to you now. But listen, you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all those fat and calories. Bill Barr has it for you. It's healthy. It's actually tasty. It's so good. It'll help you lose weight, get healthy, whatever you may want. What makes Bill Bar so good? Folks are all covered in 1% real chocolate. Real chocolate, right? Churro, peanut butter brown, coconut almond. Those are just some of the flavors you could potentially get. And it's only 130 calories with 4 grams of sugar and 17 grams of protein. So, folks, if you're close to a Sam's Club, close to a Walmart, wherever, make sure you run in and get some of these Bill Bars right now or order at BuiltBar.com. Calm. Let's finish this pit basketball discussion. Let's, let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit here about Pitt's NCAA tournament resume. Because I actually think it's quite a fascinating resume um, when you look at it. And so let me pull it up here um, just to kind of to see where they are. So after the UNC win, they have eight, eight quarter one and quarter two wins combined. They're over 500 against the quarter one and quarter two teams. They are very good in that. Um, they are one of only about 15 teams in that discussion. Um, that is a great thing for them. They only have one real bad loss to Florida State. They can't afford any of those bad losses because the strength of schedule is weak. Their net rating and their Ken Palm ain't going to be high. So that's not going to happen. So, yes, you're absolutely right. Um, if you are a detractor and you're saying, well, the net ranking high and their, their pen palm isn't high, that's what's going to happen. Um, it's not going to be high. Um, they don't like Pitt. And there's a few reasons for that. Pitt's not the schedule. Um, some of the blowouts Pitt has had. Um, the, the loss of Florida State is not good at home. Um, it, it's, it's, and it's not just this. Like, people, when you look at net, right, these are like predictive ratings. Pitt has won a lot of good games, but they've won them very close. They didn't, like, smash DNC, right? Like, they didn't go all the road to DNC and beat them by, like, 10. I mean, they beat them by one, which is good. I and mean, it's a good win, but how you win matters. I think people don't necessarily realize that. Like, how you win matters to these metrics. But if you just keep winning, it doesn't matter. Like, you're going to make it in, right? And, and I think that's the strength of, uh, of Pittsburgh's kind of – resume right now is that they've got a, a team that maybe the computers don't love, but they don't have many bad losses, and they win a lot of their good games. And against the quarter one, quarter two teams, they've gotten quality wins. Miami, Virginia, they had the high-end quad 1A wins. 
Um, I think that's as important as anything is the uh, the quad one A wins. Um, you know, we're talking about the upper echelon of of quad A. It's not just like Pitts being the lower quad quad ones of teams. I mean, they're beating Virginia. They're beating UNC on the road. Um, they're they're blowing out Northwestern on the road. Like these are good wins, Pitt. and it's quality. And they still have opportunities on their schedule, right? At Miami, at BT, um, they, they have good opportunities here to, to bank that up more. And they also play opportunities to lose bad games, right? At Notre Dame, uh, at Florida State, at home against Louisville is their next game. Uh, they gotta win these games. Man. These are gimme games. Um, they, they can't be losing these games. And, and so Pitt's resume right now absolutely has them in um, the tournament, and for good reason. Um, because you look at it, and, and this is a group that is absolutely strong. It's a group that is battle-tested. It's a group that has a lot of good things on their resume that would suggest they will make it to that next level. If they just keep winning, they're going to make it. I mean, they are in the state of this, man. They, they do that just about everything they need to do. Florida State loss aside. They don't have any truly terrible losses outside of the Florida State one. And they have a lot of really good wins, a lot of high upper echelon wins. And that'll, that'll be really good for them. And so I think when we are talking about Pitt making the NCAA tournament, right, they're probably on that 9, 10 seed line. I think that's where most of them see this. I don't know, like 8 seed line. But now Pitt's comfortably in because they keep winning these high games, man. It's good stuff. Um, they'll overlook that Florida State loss because you keep beating these really good teams. And you keep winning these quad one, quad two games. And that's good for Pitt. They're not going to win every single one. They'll, they'll, they'll slip up here. But you make sure those slip ups are maybe on the road at Miami um, instead of at home against, you know, Louisville or something like that. Um at, or Boston College, Georgia Tech. Like these three home games in the next three weeks are going to be big. This week is going to be big, right? Because they have Louisville and on the road at Florida State. They need to get that Florida State win back, first of all, and they need to beat Louisville. That's their two kind of big things. It has to be their two things that they need to do this week. It's just taking it game by game. But I think their resume is becoming really strong, and even though their net rating ain't great right now, I think they're going on the right path making it to the NCAA tournament. All right, everybody, as always, thank you for listening to the Lifeball Pit Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow talking about the Louisville game, talking a little bit more about that. But first, folks, as always, thank you for listening. And as always, hail to Pitt.